Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Libro Cubiculus. What is the show? <sighs> well, picture if you will. Get a little Rod Serling vibe there. Picture for me, if you will, a man who consumes vast quantities of media, be it uh, television, movies, games, books internets and he could perhaps not discuss this consumption in detail with anyone uh he could let it fester in his mind and slowly or perhaps not so slowly drive him mad and i'm not talking angry or he could uh, find some poor soul, sit them down, tape them to a chair, because I assume that's what this would call for, and spew forth uh, a, a, just a diatribe of garbage. Oh yeah, I watched this show. Let me tell you about it. Oh god, imagine that guy. Or, and the option I've chosen, is record a podcast where uh, I, I pour it forth into the internet, and it feels like it goes out of my brain, so that's a thing. Uh, and potentially someone listens to it. Although I don't know why they would. <laughs> you goddamn weirdo listening to this. First of all, whenever I say whoever's listening to this is a weirdo and I love you, I mean it. You are a weirdo for listening to this, and I love you. I think what I will do is push a button. Oh, yeah, one thing I did want to mention, or one thing I should mention. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, and one thing I should mention. So that's two things. Uh, the, what should we go first? Let me flip a coin. I don't have a coin. Should mention that the possibility exists. You may not have consumed some of this media yourself. So I warn of that possibility because I could spoil things for you. And I don't want that. I'm not a bad man in that regard. Uh, and then what was the other one? Oh, uh, yeah. I uh, want to mention no movie. No, uh, I didn't watch any movies. Uh, we do have a goddamn jam-packed television talk, which you will hear about when I push this button. Oh, segue. Television talk. Today's television talk sponsor is Judiciary Wigs Are Us. Thank you for that sponsorship for this goddamn jam-packed television talk. Yeah, uh, I watched a lot of television recently. Uh, let's start with, yeah, my favorite of these. There you go. Bit of a spoiler right there already. I'm spoiling my own podcast. Not that it takes much. Uh, Rake. Yeah, R-A-K-E. 40 episodes. Uh, let me read the embedded Criminal lawyer Cleaver Green defends the indefensible. From bigamists to cannibals and everything in between, 
<laughs> what is b- between a bigamist and a cannibal? I guess there's one episode where uh, a guy... Is it Sam Neill? Where a guy has sex with a dog. So, you know, and is put on trial for that. Because that is illegal. Anyways, is, is that between? Or would that be worse than cannibal? No, it's probably closer to cannibal than bigamy. But uh, I, I would say it's... Well, see, the cannibal thing... That was an interesting episode. Maybe I should finish reading the Imda. Uh, from bigamists to cannibals and everything in between, he is champion of the lost cause, both in the courtroom and in the bedroom. Yeah, he's a bit of a, a, a rakish sort. Ooh, wait a second. Just putting that together. Yeah, he's sort of a... Oh, God, he's an amalgamation probably of a few char- characters. Um, with an underlying Australianness because this takes place in Australia. Uh, yeah, so for example, the cannibal episode, um, the person who was eaten sort of volunteered to do so, uh, so was that illegal? And it was, uh, wasn't that something that actually happened in Germany, where uh, someone was like going to die anyways, and then wanted to be eaten? It's it sounds German to all my German listen <laughs> listeners out there. Is that something that happens? Tell you what, you could let me know in the uh, to the some of the contact information in the closing credits if you or anyone you know has been eaten. Uh, yeah, so he reminds me a little bit of uh, several characters. He's sort of an alcoholic, uh, uh, drug addicted, wild man. Uh, he's definitely got some womanizer. Um, uh, what was that sh- British show where they also did the American version with William H. Macy? That guy, a little bit of that. Uh, okay, so everything I've said has maybe not sold the show necessarily, but uh, I do want to say my rating for this is an easy, easy five out of five. Yeah, some incredible episodes. You'll laugh, you'll cry. And pretty much whenever I talk of any form of media, those are the two things I want to do. I want to laugh and I want to cry. I want the whole range of human experience, uh, which this does have. Now, one thing I should say, um, maybe I would narc, uh, narc, (laughs) maybe I would knock a little bit off for the last season. Just looking 12, 14, or maybe even the last two seasons. The first three seasons, really good. Uh, the fourth one was okay, and the fifth one sort of, I don't know, it seemed to fall apart a little bit, and, uh, and I, I had this feeling, and I'm just verifying it right now, that, so season one was filmed in 2011, and then season five was filmed in 2018, uh, and they didn't have a lot of the same people from the first, uh, handful of seasons, so... Uh, it's sort of a rare show where that most seem to sort of find their footing around season three. This was uh, amazing right off the bat and then sort of towards the end sort of piddled out a little bit, I felt like. Uh, and for some reason, I don't think I'm alone in that fact. Uh, still good, still because you care of the characters and how they intermingle with one another. And boy, do they. A lot of intermingling going on in this. Uh, what's the Richard Roxburgh? Hmm. Yeah, you're probably not going to see too many familiar faces, I suppose, unless you are Australian. And, uh, in which case, 
I wonder if it's like Canadian television in that there's like Canadian actors who, if you ever watch Canadian television shows, you like sort of see them come up again and again and again. Is Does the same hold true for Australian television? Uh, okay, so let's move on to Unsolved Mysteries Season 15. Uh, now on Netflix uh, because uh, they rebooted it. It's, it's had a reboot. Uh, so the missus and I uh, both had remembrances of this as uh, in our youths. I, I, mine were fond. Uh, I tended to gravitate towards your Bigfoot episodes, your alien episodes, ones of that nature. Uh, which, you know what? I should have checked to see. <laughs> Goes missing. Captures a UFO. Okay, so there was one. So, uh... On that note, what I was just looking at was to see if there was any uh, UFO-related ones this season. Because, uh, I will say, the missus and I watched the first three episodes, um, and they all sort of felt similar enough that uh, we didn't continue on. They, they were fine, they were interesting in some regards, but... Uh, there's a million shows like this now and has been since, you know, the original came out where it's just like a mystery. This woman goes missing and we're sort of digging around and blah, 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 blah. And I've seen it all a million times. And the first three episodes sort of melded into one in my, in my mind. And I couldn't tell you a single detail from them at this point because it's, it's, it's all just sort of the sameness of it meant that we decided no okay well, there's plenty of things to watch clearly um this doesn't have to be one of them so uh we stopped at episode three but now i'm thinking i wouldn't mind going and watch episode five i see is uh recall encounters with ufo, UFO in 1969 so you know maybe i'll uh i'll go myself ufo stuff i don't think you know what even me it doesn't interest uh a huge amount compared to i'd rather watch a bigfoot one than a ufo one <laughs> there was a bigfoot one wasn't there for unsolved mysteries i'm pretty sure there was uh ogopogo did we do that Loch Ness? ogopogo that's a, that's the canadian Loch Ness. if you are unfamiliar he's out there in uh, bc i do believe uh yeah so unsolved mysteries season 15 if you like this sort of show you'll probably have a fine time with it but this sort of show I, I feel you don't like you'll see enough of them and they're all just sort of the same so uh I, i'd go like a like a one or a two i really it's just sort of bleh. uh okay moving on to show the third jesus love on the spectrum also available on netflix along with everything here yeah, these are all Netflix shows, I've just realized. Uh, okay, so this is um, a sort of dating show, I guess you would say. Well, maybe you wouldn't say that. Uh, a, a reality television. Yeah, I know. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, the missus will, will say, okay, I think you'll like this one. Why don't you try it? And I try to keep an open mind. And, uh, and we've watched similar shows to this one. I think it was called Undateables. Uh, where it's people with uh, various uh, issues, uh, this specifically uh, autistic-related, uh, sort of revolving around that, uh, and, and their sort of uh, first dates and, and their dating lives. And uh, one of them was 
engaged or going to be engaged and just sort of how that differs from say the misses and myself and uh fascinating yes because of you get to see how uh, uh, these people's minds work uh work and they do work they just work a little differently uh and one thing of these shows i will say is I don't like the sad ones <laughs> when it doesn't work out. Uh, I, I don't like it, but when it does work out it's incredibly heartwarming and, and sort of you, you just as a human species, you think, oh, okay, maybe, maybe sometimes humans aren't so bad after all. Uh, but then when, when things go bad, I always feel so bad. And so it's a real roller coaster, like a show like this. Um, th- this one in particular, first episode was the best it was almost like rake first uh, in terms of seasons for rake but in terms of this first episode was the best and then uh i felt i started to lose interest a little bit one thing i wish they did was it was almost as if it was one episode per like person uh whereas i i, I thought it was going to be more like i think undateables was where uh, it was like a group of people and then each episode would sort of check in with the people throughout the season um, where, uh, whereas this did not. So I don't know. I like, I, I wanted to know what happened to the guy from the first one and I thought I was going to, uh, but then he sort of never came up again. So, uh, or did he? Yeah, I guess he kind of did. Anyways, uh, rating until of mysteries I gave uh, love on the spectrum. I'll go from five when things go well. And you see these people clearly happy to have uh, made a sort of human connection to much, much lower than five when things go wrong. And it's sad to see them. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on to the final television talk, uh, The Last Dance. Oh, look at that. The Last. It's the final. Huh. Uh, yeah, so this falls into the category of... Uh, uh, shows i heard lots of people talk about on podcast uh mentioned to the missus and for some reason she said she was interested as well which is kind of shocking to me uh it's the short run series although it is 10 episodes of uh, uh the story of michael jordan i guess you would say um which both the missus and myself have basically zero interest in sports uh, and, and yet we watched the first episode and it was a uh, pretty interesting, uh, I, I would give it like a, a solid, you know, four, four ish out of five, like, uh, some, some, some cool behind the scenes stuff, uh, uh, some lots of cool footage. Uh, it was very, very interesting. Now the, the issue came that I thought this was like a limited run, like three episode series. Uh, and then when I saw it was 10 episodes, I thought, and the missus did as well, as cool as that first episode was, my complete, uh, utter lack of any interest in sports means I don't know if I want to watch 10 episodes of this. Uh, so we only watched the first episode, which I gotta say was good, and if there wasn't a shit ton of other things we, uh, both had on the go, or could have watched, uh, you know, we probably would have continued back in the old days when we didn't have such this wealth of content, probably would have, um, if you like, uh, sports and if you like Michael Jordan, um, you're, you're going to love this because, uh, Michael Jordan, a, a interesting person. We actually share a birthday. Yeah. Uh, both born on the same day. Interesting. M- uh, Michael Jordan, me and Paris Hilton. Uh-huh. Yep. I, you, you know what? I've had this thought before, uh, just to go on a bit of a tangent because why not? I do what I want. Um, uh, 
So, uh, same birthday, Michael Jordan, myself, and Paris Hilton. Who has had a more different life? Um, you have to pick two. And would it be uh, Paris Hilton, actually, same year even, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, not quite a bit older, but but definitely older. Uh, I don't know how old he is. Um, would it be, and, and this is sort of my, my thought that I have when I think of this, um, would it be uh, me and Paris Hilton just because she is a woman and I'm in a man? So that right there adds in a, a sort of incredible level of difference. Or would it be Michael Jordan because uh, he's older and has led the different life in terms of sports and and, and, and different experiences just from uh, being born earlier? It's, it's sort of it. Or, or would it be the two of them? No. See, I, I feel like they would be closer to one another than they would be to me. But then Michael Jordan and I maybe would be closer because... Uh, we're guys and there's that whole man woman thing that puts such a, a chasm of difference so you know that's an interesting thought i suppose oh boy the last dance interesting um i'm not even gonna rate it conan the librarian don't you know the Dewey decimal system book banter Today's book banter spotto 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 is what I said when I meant to say sponsor. Sponsor is shadow. It's like Zoom, but instead of using the internet, it uses like magical shadows and stuff. Thank you for that sponsorship. We're talking Dragons of Spring Dawning, book number three of the Dragonlance universe. By Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. Yes. Friggin' love these. Uh, my idea when this whole sort of uh, COVID thing came along to rather than just read, you know, what I normally read, focus on uh, a specific fantasy series and work my way through that, through, through sort of all of them. Uh, is really paying off, <laughs> and I and I friggin love it. Uh, and this this book in particular is no exception. It's sort of classic. Uh, what what year was this made? First published nineteen eighty five. Yeah, classic eighties, uh, late eighties, uh, uh, fantasy, D and D ish. Uh, so so very good. Easy for me to give a five out of five. Let me read the good reads. Finally armed. With dragon lances, which you know what? To, to on that note, dragon lances don't come into play as much as you think they would, being that this whole series is called Dragon Lance. Uh, a group of heroes composed of a knight, barbarian, dwarf, and half elf faces a deadly showdown with the evil dragons in oh god, fantasy names. And this is one I've actually heard said aloud. Uh, Takisis, Queen of Darkness, let's call her. Yeah, so she's the one who, she's got many forms, as a lot of evil beings do. There's, you know, sort of the the woman, the the shadowy essence, uh, and then there's the uh, five-headed multicolored dragon, which is pretty cool. That is the right one, right? Am Am I getting the right one? Let me Google it. Oh, you know what I could do? 
rather than type it in, because that's something that's hard to type, if I select it and then search Google, yeah, it is her. Okay. And if I even type in, oh no, Tiamat. Are they the same? Are they different? Dragon. Takesis dragon. Yeah. What's the difference between Takesis and Tiamat? Is it the same thing? Am I having a revelation here? Huh. Oh uh, yeah, okay, so here's someone's uh, compared them. Uh, can I open this image? Oh no, I can't. Yeah, okay, so they're they're very similar. Uh, Five-headed, multi-hued dragon being thing. That's very cool. Uh, and, and then each head, uh, depending on the color, has a different fire breath. Ooh, that's that's pretty cool. Anyways, back to the book. Uh, yeah, easy five out of five. Um, this is the end of this particular um, trilogy. Although they're always sort of a, a nebulous because sometimes they'll do prequels or they'll they'll come and add a book like book two, book three. Now, where do I go from here? That's something I have to look at next. Uh, what's after this book? Uh, anyways, uh, next episode that I have a book banter, we'll find out because it'll be in there. Is it War of the... T is it Time of the... Is it the Twins ones? Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I could do that on my own time. Uh, regardless, if you like just sort of simple, let your mind escape from the world type fantasy, uh, these are definitely for you. Um, thank you, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. Oh. Today's game, Gavin sponsor is Slime Building Supplies Incorporated. Thank you for that sponsorship. Wait a second. From Dragon Lance to Dragon Quest? Oh, man. An abundance of dragons in this episode, which, ooh. Maybe something with the title there. An abundance of dragons. Maybe that's what a group of dragons is called, an abundance. Hmm. What is a group of dragons called? Let's just Google that. What is a group of dragons called? A group of dragons is called a thunder. Oh, thunder from down under, tying it in with rake. Folks, we've really, we've really done something here. Not sure what it is, but it's something. Uh, okay, so game, we're talking Dragon Quest Builders 2. Uh, I've done one or maybe two Dragon Quest games on this uh, podcast. Uh, my first sort of experience of the series was Dragon Quest 8, which uh, was for the PlayStation 2 maybe, or 2 or 3, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Really, really liked that game. Um, so sort of have been checking in on the series uh, here and there. Uh, since then, since back in whenever that came out, quite a while ago, and uh, had not come across, uh, had never heard of Dragon Quest Builders, uh, this being the second of them. Basically, it's a combination of a like a like a Japanese style RPG, a little bit, 
with Minecraft, where you're sort of uh, building things out of cubes. Uh, and you're unlocking different cubes and uh, 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 building more and more elaborate things until by the end of the game you have just like hundreds and hundreds of different things you could build. Um, like a, a truly incredible array of stuff to build at your disposal um, using the various sort of stuff you find in the world. So you'll, you know, you'll crack up a rock open and a bunch of rocks will pour out. You turn those rocks into uh, stones that you build your castle out of, you know, that, that sort of thing. And uh, for the first time in a long time, particularly for a game of this length, uh, I beat it from start to finish. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like uh, definitely for games of this length, uh, I have not. It, 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 it almost feels like years since I guess Resident Evil. I did that. That was a pretty long game. Um, but c compared to this, this was like 40, 50 hour long game. And I played it from start to finish all the way through and beat it, which felt good because it'd been a while. And also because it's a very fun game. Um, it was fun to... Uh, sort of go to each of the islands, uh, build them up, sort of save the people from the, the monsters, uh, go on various quests. On the note of quests, the, the variety of quests that you go on uh, is, is large. It's not, you know, it's not infinite by any means, but uh, you'll find you're doing different things fairly often while still coming back to your base of operations and sort of building it up, building it up, building it up. Um it's got a real sense of progression. Uh, you really feel like you're accomplishing things. Uh, and, uh, geez, can I give it a five out of five? I, I, I think I can just because, uh, it kept my attention through the whole thing where I was uh, thoroughly enjoying, uh, some of the characters that sort of, uh, particularly on that, the first Island and yeah, the second, island, um, you, you sort of, uh, get to know them. There, there's sort of a, underlying uh story that is interesting that you can kind of tell where it's going to go a little bit i will say where uh I, I won't give too much away in case you decide to play it when i think you should uh if this sounds like it's up your alley um some of it's a little predictable a little uh, on the nose but uh i i definitely had fun in in more ways than one and that rhymes and you know it rhymes so i recommend dragon quest builders 2 now uh, one knock in particular I have against it, which should fucking take a full mark off, is there... Well, well there's two. Uh, one is a little more forgivable. Uh, one not forgivable. <laughs> uh, the more forgivable one is probably 20-ish times, if I had to guess, throughout the course of the game, you'll be, you know, going through the dialogue, click, 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 dialogue, 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 and someone will ask your character a yes or no question. Like, do you want to do this or do you want to do this? And every single time I picked the opposite of what I thought they would want. And every single time it would say, oh, you must be joking. Are you sure? And then it would ask me again. And no matter how many times I said, you know, like, no, I don't want to do your quest. <laughs> they would say, uh, oh, okay, you must be joking. Let me ask you again. And... That is ridiculous. Why are you even putting in the option of me saying no to uh, continue the story if you're or, or or take a different path than you want me to? Uh, if there's zero option for me to do so, it's that that's dumb and I hate it. Now, but what's even more forgivable is periodically 
uh, they would have unskippable dialogue that they must think that the people reading the dialogue are the slowest readers in the history of readers or that they're uh, it just didn't make any sense how slow the unskippable dialogue was like yeah unskippable dialogue sure if you have to but why is it the slowest like it felt like 30 seconds for a sentence that i had to sit and wait and couldn't couldn't skip just a ridiculous unforgivable uh that being said 90 plus percent of the dialogue is skippable uh which you know i'm, I'm a pretty fast reader so that's that's sort of a must <sighs> Okay, so that's my two knocks against Dragon Quest Builders 2. But other than that, a lot of fun. And one kind of not fun part was where you're sort of on a prison island and can't escape. I was like, you know, give me all this cool stuff to do, all these cool things to build. And then for a great, you know, couple hours of the game, take everything away. Uh, was a little frustrating. So they did it for story purposes, but still. But still... Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is a small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, for okay, yeah. Uh, so some uh, enterprising individual, I don't know if it's the same person, but I think maybe it is, um, has taken a lot of uh, uh, episodes, interview, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of um, interviews from the late night talk show Craig Ferguson. Was this, what was the show called? Actually, I don't. Was it called Craig Ferguson? Anyways, uh, Craig Ferguson. Uh, a Scottish individual might uh, might recognize him. Very very funny. Very very quick. Uh, his talk show was so similar. Like you could tell he would be a good podcaster. He, he was not the type to sort of sit there and you know talk about what movie and project you have coming out. He re re wants to sit, get in your brain, talk about you know dumb stuff, talk about smart stuff. He, he just good at talking and quick and funny, and I really really like him. So I've been uh, uh, watching some of the episodes that uh, this person has compiled. Where, for example, uh, the one I brought back here, 14 of 22 visits of Stephen Wright. So Stephen Wright, uh, maybe my favorite comedian, definitely in the top five. Uh, easy for me to say that, just because I tend to gravitate more towards, in terms of uh, my my stand-up comedy viewing, I, I like the the joke tellers as opposed to the storytellers more often than not. I like a high JPM joke per minute. Uh, and Stephen Wright, you know, a master of that. Um, so, to see him on this show 14 times, 14 of the 22 times he's been on there because of this enterprising individual who has compiled them, uh, it's a win-win. It was like two, two, I think it was over two hours of fucking just shooting the shit. Stephen Wright and Craig Ferguson, two, Craig Ferguson, two incredibly funny people just being funny. Uh, one thing I like in particular is you could sort of, uh, I feel like you could almost track their relationship growing and, and sort of their friendship 
growing over the course of these uh, to the degree where uh, in his final appearance, uh, Stephen Wright just heaped him with praise. And uh, it was really just a, a little heartwarming. And, and also what I like is Stephen Wright spoke of how he's not comfortable with the whole sort of improvising thing necessarily. Like he, uh, I guess as a quote unquote joke writer, uh, a joke teller comedian uh he likes to have everything planned and written and structured whereas just coming on there and shooting the shit he, he was nervous to do so without that underlying structure which i i can easily understand that um but then over the course of these you know 22 visits 14 of which i watch um he, he sort of uh worked that muscle with craig and uh by the end he was much much better at it you know that that's the thing though even even in the first episodes someone who can write the way Stephen Wright does, oh, didn't mean to do that, but, um, is, you know, 99 times out of a hundred, I feel like is going to be someone who can be quick in a chat with a joke, quick in a chat with a joke. Um, so regardless, go watch those and <clears throat> I'll tell you if there's other uh, people you want to see, uh, this person, which I don't think it's just one. I think I saw a few, uh, uh, these, these compilation videos right up my alley. What else is right up my alley? Brian David Gilbert unraveled. Yes, we got another one. I fucking love these. So, so very good. Um, that I swore I said, fucking love them. Yeah, that's not right. Uh, this one <laughs> was where he has for some reason, well, for the purposes of the show i guess uh, uh the show yeah uh, for the purposes of unraveled he has uh, uh read every single halo book all was there 30 of them there was near 30 of them higher or lower um and then basically gave a uh what amounts to i suppose a book report on all of the halo books which that, uh, as much as i like sci-fi um you know what? I, I, I say this, but if there was a, a crap ton of, um, I wonder if there is any, uh, what am I thinking? Half-Life books? Is there Half-Life books? Shit, I should look into that. You know what I'm going to the, the The thought of a Half-Life book <laughs> excites me so much that I'm going to Half-Life books? There, I, I just typed it into my notes to see if they exist. Because I would read the shit out of those. And I suppose if I had the affinity for Halo that uh, millions of people do, why not read the books? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, he sounds like some of them were good. Some of them less so. Uh, and th that's about all I'm going to say because I want you to go and watch uh, that or any of his uh, Brian David Gilbert's Unraveled. Uh, because the amount of work he puts into these things deserves to be recognized, and not least of which because uh, they're incredibly funny, insightful, and just... They're, they're making me lose my voice, apparently. <clears throat> uh, okay, so uh, moving on to the final item, uh, High and Mighty Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Uh, yeah, so apparently uh, Taco Bell, <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking of Taco Bell now, Taco Bell getting rid of some of uh, their, their their staple, their former, I suppose, staple items, uh, ones that involve around potatoes. Mm, okay. Um, so with that in mind, uh, 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 on High and Mighty with, uh, what's his nuts, with John Gabris, 
He invites on Nick Weiger, Mike Mitchell, and Betsy Sadaro and Mono Agapian. Because uh, if you're going to talk about Taco Bell, you know, you bring in the heavy hitters. Uh, Betsy Sadaro is just fucking one of the funniest uh, people. Just period. Uh, all of them are, are, are quick with a joke, and this was a delightful episode. Uh, just imagine people sitting around eating and talking about what they're eating. It sounds like it's not good. <laughs> just, it sounds like, why would you listen to that? Why would you listen to this, though? So, who am I to judge? Um, the person talking about it. That's who. Uh, it, it was awesome. Uh, episode 269, Talk O'Bell. It, it did make me crave Taco Bell. Uh, my sort of default order for Taco Bell is I'll get a whatever this sort of current big box is, usually. Uh, either that or get like a, a Crunchwrap Supreme and then on the side. On the side, regardless, I'll always get one or two chili cheese burritos. I freaking love a chili cheese burrito. Something about it. So so very not healthy. Oh, you know what? Um, I could throw this into the uh, into a cleanup conversation, I suppose. But just because we're on the subject of fast food, uh, the missus and I yesterday we got, <laughs> and I feel like a little guilty for this. Even we got uh, KFC and Dairy Queen. Yeah, we decided uh, it's a long weekend when I'm recording this here in Canada. And uh, we were going to decide just to go fucking crazy with fast food. So we got a bucket of chicken, which um, both of us have this feeling, and, and I feel like I'm not alone in this, that KFC chicken is like a once every two to five year uh, experience that you just you just got to do it. Every two to five years, get yourself a goddamn bucket of KFC chicken. Um, and it's delicious. But uh, I also feel like that two to five years is probably accurate. <laughs> That's probably closer to five. <laughs> and then uh, with the addition of a, a couple of Dairy Queen blizzards, man, we just like comed, comed on food yesterday. And it felt good, and I don't give a shit. So, there. Folks, we did it. Whatever this is, it is completed now. <sighs> it's nice. To be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best
best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.